0: Do you see what I see, a podcast, a podcast burning in the night. Okay, enough. That's not a real Christmas carol. Uh, Hello, everybody. Harlan Williams here. You are on the Harlan Highway. And um, welcome to the show. Great uh, show tonight, today, this morning, whenever you listen to it. Whatever time of day you listen to it, I shouldn't be presumptuous and pick that time of day for you. That's up to you. But today we are going to be talking about um, Christmas parties, in particular, your office Christmas party. We're actually going to be playing a uh, Christmas party, uh, office Christmas party Christmas carol from uh, Toby Huss. We're going to be uh, talking about people giving speeches at Christmas parties, always a little awkward. We will discuss. There is etiquette. Also, I'm going to read one of my Twitter followers' tweets to me that just cracked me up. Um, It does involve yeast infections. Uh, So we'll get into that, and then... uh, Lastly, oh, my God, it's the Parsley Papers with uh, crack reporter Charles Parsley. Incredible guest today. Today, Charles has an exclusive interview with pop sensation Miley Cyrus. So you don't want to miss that. It's all going down right here on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I will look for you.
1: Does your mother know what you're doing for a living?
0: The Harland Highway. Hey That is
1: classic.
2: I will find you. My mom
1: always said you can't handle the truth. <laughs> many, many years of therapy. Many, many, many
2: fucking years of therapy. I will kill you. Will I? Listen, lame brain. Let an expert show you how to do this.
0: The Harland Highway.
2: You never know
1: what you're going to get. It's the Holland Highway.
0: I'll tell you when you never know what you're going to get. And uh, this is a a word of warning, a cautionary tale to all you pavement pounders. It's the holidays coming up. Um, and a lot of times during the holidays, people get sentimental or they get uh, all fuzzy inside or... They get emotional or they get excited, whatever it is. And a lot of times at gatherings, family gatherings, people have a tendency to want to stand up in front of everybody and give a speech. Somehow they feel uh, compelled to stand up and say, excuse me, everyone. Can Can everyone just quiet down for a minute? Can I just have the floor for a minute here? I just want to say thank you to everyone for being here oh my god, I'm just in love with all of you, I never talked to you for the whole year, but now I'm madly in love with you, and I'm so grateful that you're in my life, even though I never talked to you, or emailed you, or phoned you, or anything. And there's Ed over there, Ed's the, uh, Ed's, you know, Ed's the one who, uh, farts all the time, and, uh, there's Carol, uh, you know, and she's not busy being a drunk. she's just fabulous, and there's uh Paul, my brother, and his kids who I uh, wish they'd you know get uh t- duct tape put over their mouth, noisy little bastards ha <laughs> ha. So my point is a lot of times these speeches don't go well, gang. a lot of times uh stuff comes out that's maybe uncomfortable or maybe hard to hear, or the person giving the speech doesn't really have a filter, or they're not good at expressing themselves, or they're not really good at being politically correct, so they try to do some jokes or say some humor. And i got to tell you, I've been at some events where you get the guy or the girl up there talking, and they're saying stuff about everyone, and you can just feel these people shrivel up inside, man. Like the, the person will say something, that they'll think they're being cute and charming and uh, they'll reveal something about the person they're addressing or they'll single someone out at the party or they'll say something that's totally off color or uh, could be even racist or could be sexist or could be just kind of pervy and gross. So I'm just saying, you know, before you are the guy or the girl that gets up there and jumps on the soapbox, and P.S. alcohol doesn't usually help, maybe map it out a little. I mean, I'm all for speaking from the heart, let the emotions flow, and maybe that's the fun of it. Maybe I'm wrecking it. But I've seen some people get embarrassed, have their feelings hurt, uh, feel singled out, uh, you know, so just you know i'm just saying it's fun to get up there and i'm all for sharing the love even if it is just that once a year thing and and these people are overwhelmed by the moment and let's face it a lot of us never express ourselves so i'm not saying don't get it out there i guess what i'm really saying is just be a little careful before you open your mouth and don't be the guy that comes off looking like a drunk buffoon and saying a bunch of stuff where the rest of the party people are like talking under their breath did you hear about Cindy and all the drinking she's doing and what was that about Dave with the DUI i can't b- i didn't know he was i didn't know he was driving drunk and barbara's having an affair with, with with michael when did this happen and does kevin know oh my god and i never knew everyone thought i smelled what the hell what's going on here Right, so you don't want st- to you don't want to set the party off to a weird thing where suddenly it's a gossip fest and people are upset and someone's crying in the bathroom and a couple. Of- well, I'm leaving. I mean, oh my god, I never knew you thought we were such assholes. I'll see you later, prick. Mom and Dad, huh? So just be aware. Uh, make sure you're not the buffoon. Have fun. Pour your heart out. Tell people you love them, even if you don't. You know, even if it's just something that comes over you. Have a laugh. Have a good time. But just just be a little, a little aware of where you're going with stuff and what you're going to say. Because it's the holidays. You're supposed to feel good, not bad. You want to share. You want to connect. But you don't want to give up too much information on people. You don't want to get too beneath the surface. Okay, take them in a in a private room and do that in private. You don't need to announce everyone's dirty laundry or embarrass people in front of the whole room. Just, just a little tip from me to you: a, a holiday tip. And speaking of probing and getting in depth with people, uh, I guess Roger, are we going to this now? Yeah, it looks like we're going to. it. We have an incredible uh, interview uh charles parsley is here with the parsley papers and it looks like charles got a scoop and was able to pick up an interview with uh rock sensation miley cyrus so let's go roger throw it to charles parsley and the parsley papers Hello everybody, I'm Charles Parsley and welcome to the Parsley Papers, the exciting news chat show that dares to take on all comers, politicians, sports figures, celebrities and newsworthy people alike. So sit back, get ready to hear the questions that no one dares to ask on the Parsley Papers. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Charles Parsley, and you are on the Parsley Papers. And today we have an incredible special guest, pop music sensation, teen idol icon, Miley Cyrus is in the hot seat today. And let's start the questioning, tough as nails, straight out of the gate, Miley Cyrus, first of all, let me welcome you to the Parsley Papers. I'm into it because... Let me cut you off right there, Miss Cyrus. Now, would you agree or disagree, Miley Cyrus, that for a young teenage girl, you have a very, very deep husky voice? Yeah. And are the rumors true that you, in fact, Miley Cyrus, used to be named Michael Cyrus, and you, Miley Cyrus, were a boy? Yeah. And therefore, you at one time had a penis? Yeah. My goodness, Miley Cyrus, and what happened to your penis? I got it
2: caught in a
0: blender. So therefore, you are confirming for our listeners right here on the Parsley Papers that you, Miley Cyrus... ...are, in fact, a little boy. I'm not gonna lie. But how can you be a little boy, Miley Cyrus, when you have no penis? Well, now it's all right. It's gone back. So you are a boy. Yes. Well, you've heard it here first on the Parsley Papers, ladies and gentlemen. When you first lost your penis in the blender... How did you feel, Miley Cyrus?
2: Brokenhearted.
0: And when they reattached your penis, did you have any feelings? Did you have any wishes or expectations of the new penis? I just
2: want it to be like long. And if you
0: could describe what your new penis looks like in one word, Miley Cyrus, what is that word? Unicorn. Miley Cyrus, with your deep, rich, baritone, man like voice. Is there any truth to the rumor that Miley Cyrus will be starring in the remake of The Green Mile, reprising the role of the late, great Michael Clark Duncan, that unforgettable, strapping black prisoner with the deep, thunderous, booming voice? Um... Yes? Is that a yes or a no? kind of
2: weird. I'm getting so many people, like, writing to me about it. It's kind of weird that I've, like...
0: Mr. Cyrus... Are you going to act in the Green Mile remake? Yeah. Excellent. And now switching gears, Miley Cyrus, you recently smoked drugs live on stage at a video award show in Europe. Yes. And where did you get the drugs, Miley Cyrus? At 7-Eleven. And when you take the drugs, how does it make you feel?
2: Really high super tribute.
0: And in your mind, when you get super high and super trippy, do you go somewhere else? Do you trip out and go to another place in your mind?
2: Disneyland!
0: I see. And when you go to these, quote, trips to Disneyland, what do you see there, Miley Cyrus?
2: A cat looking at a baby.
0: And what else do you see, Miley? Teddy
2: bears. I think the teddy bears are cool.
0: The teddy bear. Now is the teddy bear with us right now as we speak, Miley Cyrus? He's
2: here um, this weekend, so I'm like pretty excited.
0: And when you're stoned out of your man girl head, Miley Cyrus, what do these images, these these fabrications in your mind mean? Where
2: the deer looks in the mirror. That's supposed to kind of represent like people. You know, when he's seeing multiple of himself, if you've seen the video, he's looking there and he looks really sad. It kind of looks like the dork that's like kind of dressed up to cry, try to fit in and be cool.
0: The dork meaning the teddy bear? Yeah. And last question, Miley Cyrus here on the Parsley Papers. If you could describe your music in one word, what would that word be? <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much a probing interesting conversation with pop sensation Miley Cyrus that's all we have time for today I'm Charles Parsley and these are the Parsley papers okay let's move on uh, boy Miley Cyrus yikes um I want to move on I want to share a tweet. With you that I received. Somebody on my uh, Twitter page tweeted me. And, and by the way, if you want to get in on my tw- Twitter action, uh, it's just me, at Harlan Williams. Um, easy to find, just my name, at Harlan Williams. But, anyways, I was doing a show, a Thanksgiving show with my friend Tom Papa for uh, Sirius Satellite Radio. Last week, a cu- couple of weeks ago, actually, it was a Thanksgiving Day show and there was a bunch of people in the crowd and, uh, you know, there's some people yelling out and started talking and blah, blah, blah. And, I, you know, I always talk to the crowd and uh, some girl and I got into it, started talking about uh, I think we started talking about Thanksgiving dinner and the uh, the buns and the food and the I don't know. But somehow the, the word yeast came up and yeast infection. And this girl and I were going back and forth in the audience. And I, I called her yeasty. I just, you know, out of nowhere, you know, when you're improvising, things just pop into your head. And so out of the middle of nowhere, I, I said, oh, okay, yeasty or something like that. So she, she tweeted me a day later. And she goes, uh, Harlan Williams, I am having people call me yeasty now. Thank you in advance for a lifetime of loneliness and unreachable men. <laughs> and I'll just give you your first name, Chelsea or Chelsea. It's a weird name. I never know how to say it. Is it Chelsea? C-H-E-L-S-E-A? Chelsea? Or is it Chelsea? I think it's Chelsea. Anyways, Chelsea uh, <laughs> or Yeasty. Is it Yeasty or Yasty? Um... <laughs> I, I think the yeasty thing will wear off, buddy. Don't don't let it freak you out. I think I think you'll you'll get uh, yeast you'll get yeast free before long. We once people forget about the show, um, you know, just go from there. So uh, there you go. Free nickname for a little while. Maybe only around Thanksgiving they'll pull it out. It'll be like a holiday tradition. Well, it's. It's November twenty second. Time to change your name, Chelsea, to Yeasty. Oh, damn it! Um, so there you go. That's that's the risk you run when you're uh, when you're uh, jamming when you're improvising with comedians, man. When you're at a club and they're up on stage and you decide to chime in in the middle of their act and try to be more funny or try to get involved. Ha, <laughs> Sometimes it backfires on you man and you end up with a yeasty name. Um, but anyways, it was all in good spirits, all in good fun your your, your, uh, your tweet cracked me up. I can tell that you're kind of laughing about it too. Um, yeah, I'm people are calling me yeasty now. Thank you in advance for a lifetime of loneliness and unreachable man. God. That damn yeast, huh? So there you go. Uh, And you know what? Speaking of Thanksgiving and the holidays and, you know, Christmas is coming up, I I think it's only fitting we have another Christmas song. Uh, I'm going to go back to the well. My buddy Toby Huss has a great uh, Christmas CD out there. It's called um, Rudy Cassoni Snowballs, and it's full of great, funny, clever Christmas songs. And uh, there's one here called The Office Christmas Party that I want to play for you. And I'm sure a lot of you listening are probably uh, listening to the podcast at work, in your office, in your cubicle, at your desk, wherever. Um, So this one goes out to all you guys who have to either enjoy or suffer through The Office Christmas Party. Here it is, Toby Huss as Rudy Cassoni, Uh, And singing Office Christmas Party Take it away, Toby The
1: pretty lights are blinking You're getting pretty stinking At the office Christmas party on the Nog Told the boss to suck it merrily Then kissed your secretarily she slapped your face and left the room a gog Picked a fight with Todd from shipping Then you started stripping Off your pants down to your red and green G-string You buffed in your new briefcase On the client database You're really cruising now The party's in full swing Cause this is your night Sir, you've worked hard all year It's your American right Drink up your Christmas cheer You set the Christmas tree on fire You really had to admire When you pissed it out That really showed some class Staggered to the copy room Huffed on some toner fumes that made xeroxes of your pimply ass Cause this is your night Sir, you've worked hard all year it's your American right To drink up your Christmas cheer You stuck a poster on your balls Which said deck the halls Then you painted white out snowflakes on your cock Passed out in the elevator Awoke woke sometime later Getting cranked off by Jim from the loading dock Cause this is your night Oh brother, you worked hard, hard All goddamn year, it's all right, baby, to drink up your Christmas cheer.
0: too it's kind of infectious yeah that that song's kind of infectious that that is a funny song and please if you want the whole album uh you got to go on the internet amazon or uh look up rudy cassoni c-s-o-n-i and the album's called snowballs s apostrophe n-o balls and that's my buddy Toby Huss doing all the singing. He put those songs together and uh, funny, funny stuff. You know, the office party is a weird thing. I remember, ladies and gentlemen, there was a point in time when I actually worked in an office. Not many of you know this, but, you know, there was a time between when I got out of college and I started my stand-up comedy career, there was like a two-year window where I would never done comedy And so you can't make money just saying, well, I'm going to be a comedian. You got to work your way up and start hope you get good and hope people like you and hope you can start making money doing gigs. And it took me about two years to kind of get to that point from ground zero to two years where I was able to walk away from my job. But I worked in a government building, in a government uh, office building on the 12th floor, the whole... Whole building was full of government workers, and uh, and they did a Christmas party, a big Christmas party for uh, everyone. Not the whole building, but just for uh, the two floors that kind of worked together. I, I believe it or not, I worked in the mail room for the police, um, in the accounts receivable department. So I worked on a floor full of accountants, all kinds of a. Like a sea, an ocean of accountants. I would look out of my mailroom and just see accountant after accountant. It was like an ocean, and uh, they all just sat at their adding machines all day. And there was, there was fat men, there were skinny men, there were old men, there were young men, there were middle-aged people. It was a real collection of civil servants. And kind of unusual environment for a guy like me because I was super, like, artsy and creative. And I was always pushing everyone's buttons and putting drawings on the wall and making jokes and causing trouble. I was like the nutty mailroom guy. And, uh, you know, I maintained the uh, photocopy machines and I had to deliver the mail around. So anyways, I got to know everyone over the two years and... um, so it was our floor and then the floor below us. Um, we kind of worked in tandem with the floor below us. And so the co- the uh, Christmas party um, was for both, both floors. And uh, I'd never been around that kind of environment before. You know, working people, civil servants, people doing the 9-to-5 thing. And I got to be honest, these people did not seem super thrilled with their existence. It was kind of like one of those... The government uh, pays for all your health, all your dental, all your eyes. You get a pension. You got a steady job. You get uh, three weeks of holidays a year. It's impossible to get fired, yada, yada, yada. Pretty attractive if you just want, you know, kind of -of middle-of-the-road security. And so most of these people had settled into that life, and I'm not knocking them. Look, life's hard. You got to... You gotta take it where you can get it and you gotta figure out your lot in life and figure out what you want and how hard you wanna work. So these people ended up there. And I gotta tell you, there was a point in time when I stared at my own reflection and was like, hmm, this is pretty easy. What do I wanna go chasing comedy for? What do I what do I wanna go be an artist for? What do I wanna what do I wanna just throw myself into that unstable, unsure world of freelance? I'm here man. I I got in. I got in. I'm I'm here. I got a health plan. I got I'm, I've got a pension. I get a you get an automatic little raise every year. I mean, I'm I'm locked. And I looked at myself in that mirror and I went, "Uh, uh-uh, not not good enough. You only live once, man. You only live once. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to be tempted by by this this free ride. I'm not going to be tempted by the comfort zone. Yeah, it's easy. This is the easy way to go, but is it gonna fulfill me? Is it gonna is it gonna make me uh, grow? Is it gonna make me challenge myself? Is it is it gonna make me do what I want to do when I look back at the end of my life? Sorry, man, enough for me. Um, I just, just I'm just not wired that way, and I'm not. Again, I'm not knocking anyone that is. God, God bless you for you know just finding anything in life, and life is tough. But anyway, so here I am. I'm in the middle of this uh, this sea of accountants, and of course, being the mailroom guy, I'm part of all the activity. And guess who gets invited to the uh, the party? Guess who gets invited to the uh, the Christmas party? Yeah, that's right, me. So I'd never been to something like this with kind of this older group of people. I was like 24, 23, 24, just out of college. I was like a young kid, no body fat, long hair, looking to get laid, looking to have fun, trying to figure out the world, still not sure what I was going to do with my life, blah, blah, blah. And suddenly I'm, I'm at a Christmas party with all these these kind of middle-aged people that have settled in and have kids and have a pattern and have a routine and kind of know where they're going and what they want to do. And I got to tell you, I was surprised when I got to the party. I, you know, I didn't realize that alcohol was such a loose cannon, man. These these people were, uh, there were people there that had just been quiet and timid and Suddenly, like, uh, you know, 35, 45-year-old women are, are wanting to slow dance with me and like, grinding on me and get that drunk look in their eyes. You know, Harlan, you're really cute. <coughs> and I'm just standing there like, what? Mrs. Hazleton from accounting with the three kids and the husband? Yeah, you're really cute. I've been watching you. <coughs> I'm like, holy God. And then I start looking around. I'm not saying everybody was like that, but a lot of people, man. I I realized when when you have, and how do I put this delicately, when you have a little bit of a more mundane existence at work, which some people just do, there's people that stand at a punch press all day. There's people that push a pencil all day. There's people that add numbers all day. So that's a bit of a mundane existence. When the opportunity comes to cut loose and pour some vodka down your throat, holy smokes. You know, I was a, a guy that was kind of loose and free. I could do anything I wanted in life. I still had everything uh, wide open in front of me, man. No no marriage, no kids, no house, no real lifelong job, career yet. And here I was in the middle of all these established people that were kind of locked in, man. And it was interesting to see them cut loose and, you know, some of them, uh, you know, you'd never expect them to be dancing, but you'd see them like dancing and going crazy and they had kind of that older people dance, but they're trying to look hot, trying to still grind it out the way the young kid did. And then you'd see some people still trying to stuff their kind of heavier bodies into their younger time clothes and it was pretty wild. And then you kind you kind of got a little glimpse into who liked who too. You know, you're like, let's say uh, all bets were off and you were allowed to have affairs and there was no repercussions. You you kind of saw you saw people come together and start flirting. You're like, oh my god, there's uh, Ed from uh, accounting over there with uh, with uh, Barbara from uh, receivables. You're like, yikes, What? Look at them staring each other down. They've been talking for a long time. They they've been dancing uh, quite a bit. Why is his hand on her shoulder? Huh? So uh, a lot of weird stuff at the old uh, staff Christmas party, man. Um keep keep your uh, keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes on your fries, as they say. And uh, wherever you are. Uh, you know, who cares? It's just living. I hope you have fun. And, uh, you know what? If there's so- someone there you've always had the, 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 hunger for, well, hell, drink a few drinks and go up and tell them, you know, Karen, I've always liked, I've always had a thing for you, you know, just cause I'm a janitor and you work for the vice president in that nice office with the window There's no reason why either I can't make love to you on your desk or you can't come down to my janitor's closet and get it on. (laughs) Hopefully it's not that drastic, but uh, let us know. If you you have something go on at your holiday party, we want to hear about it. Tell us your story, 323-739-4330. Yeah, you you can tell. You don't have to leave your name, but if some funny event or some uh, weird romantic thing happens, some giant flirtation or you see the boss doing something with somebody they shouldn't, yeah, we want to hear about your your wacky Christmas party, your office Christmas party, 323-739-4330. Can't wait to hear the Pavement Pounder stories coming in on that one. And we'll leave it right there, folks. Uh, You can uh, email me, too, at harlanwilliams.com if you so desire. But like I said, feel free to phone, leave a message. It doesn't have to be the Christmas party, but 323-739-4330 is the number, the magic number. Um, Don't forget to check out harlanwilliams.com. Lots of great Christmas present ideas on there. T-shirts, artwork, uh, music, books. All kinds of stuff, all kinds of fun for you down there. Uh, You can order, and we'll mail stuff out to you. Um, And uh, if you're in for some uh, holiday cheer, some laughter, uh, and you're living in the Los Angeles Hollywood area, come on down to the Comedy Store on Monday night, December 16th. We are doing a comedy benefit where all the proceeds... Uh, from our comedy show are going to help people less fortunate. I think we're sending money to the war vets and uh, wonderful causes like that to uh, you know assist people that don't uh, have uh, what they need or they have stuff but they need a little more. So please, please come down and support. We'll be at the Comedy Store on Sunset Boulevard on uh, Monday, December 16th. Uh, at 8 o'clock and uh, really hope you can make it down and uh, throw a little money towards a great cause and at the same time you get some great holiday laughter in your belly. Good way to start off Christmas. And uh, what else can I tell you? Um, Don't forget at the beginning of the year, um, I will be doing my first gig of uh, 2014 in uh, Orlando, Florida at the Improv. Oh yeah, what a great club. I actually opened that club 2 years ago as the first comedian ever to perform there. So, January 2nd to January 5th, the Orlando Improv and then back in Los Angeles on January 9th to January 12th, I will be at the Irvine Improv. Uh in Orange County. Great, great facility there and uh and that's it. So there you go, gang. Keep on whistling. Uh, Happy holidays as we get closer and closer. And uh, don't forget, uh, put stuff under the tree. And as always, enjoy some chicken chow mein, baby.